0: Daily Harvest has you covered with actually healthy ways to eat and drink deliciously. Go to dailyharvest.com AMR to get up to $40 off your first box. Stop the stench. Running in high-tech fabrics doesn't mean you got to be stinky. Follow our lead and use Sweatex Sport Laundry Detergent and Odor Eliminator Spray on all your workout wear. Get 15% off with code AMR15 at sweatxsport.com. See the beauty of the Rose City by doing the Portland Marathon presented by OHSU Health. The race boasts four epic bridge crossings, a downtown start and finish, and a tour through the most iconic landmarks and neighborhoods. Use code AMR for $10 off registration at PortlandMarathon.com. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Liz Waterstrot. Hello, Liz. Hi, Sarah. Hey, so uh, recently on I think it was answers I mentioned to Dimity that when I first thing I do when I wake up is that I think of something I'm looking forward to that day um, to try to get off, you know, start the day off on a good note. So my first thought today I I was searching around a tiny bit and I was like, oh, I get to talk to Liz. (laughs) But then very quickly, I must admit that I replaced it with, um, we have leftover uh, carrot cake cupcakes that I made for Dimity's birthday. So I get some of those. (laughs) (laughs) Did you bring me a cupcake today? (laughs) I got to tell you, they're the ugliest gosh darn cupcakes i made um it's from the do you ever make carrot cake are you a fan of carrot cake i i don't think you should mix vegetables with
1: dessert but uh
0: <laughs> go ahead keep keep telling me about your your vegetable cupcakes Um, <laughs> uh, it's from it's the recipe from the silver palette cookbook and so they're kind of i don't know some people kind of consider them the gold standard of carrot cake recipes so but it's for cake but I'm we definitely like cupcakes better they're kind of more mm-hmm. manageable and all this stuff so anyway so made a dozen of them the, they were a little overflowing and then I take them out and I set them down a little too hard on the counter yeah and <laughs> All of them, at the exact same time, fall in the middle. Oh, (laughs) no. Crater out. I was like, (laughs) no! (laughs) What did you mess up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, um, oh my gosh, and because they'd kind of overflowed their little bounds, then they're a real beast to get out of the contain you know i had to like kind of jimmy them with a knife and pry them with my fingers and all this stuff it's oh my gosh before they got frosted look particularly ugly and frosting only helps slightly but but gosh darn they are tasty oh yeah. my gosh so good yeah 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 so and for the record the carrots get cooked it's kind of a bogus step in the yeah. recipe they get cooked and then um, pureed, which to me meant to whir them up in my little, you know, f- little mini food processor. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. So you're so funny. I am. Um, I typically don't like. Well, I don't like cheesecake because I'm like, yeah, mm, no, that's too much cheese in a baked good. Um, <laughs> but um, it's the reason, though. I don't like um, pumpkin pie, though. I'm like, well, that's a vegetable, Whoa. and hey, I don't. Hey, want- <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Let's leave pumpkin pie out of this. (laughs) Oh, see, oh, fine. It's one thing you will, you know, criticize an orange vegetable in a cake, but in a pie, it's just fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, same thing. I don't like um, pecan pie because I'm like, it's nuts. It's a pie.
1: Yeah, well, listen, um, my background in botany has prepared me to say this, that Pumpkin is actually a fruit. Fruit. Oh. So yeah. So the leave seeds. the pumpkins out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. Let's leave pecan pie out of this too. Well, that is where one of the where best did you pies. come from? It's one of the no. best pies in the whole world. I, I, oh, I don't it, chip in, but I have to defend. No,
0: it is not. It's oh. mostly corn syrup. Like bleh. um oh.
1: I, I love that Alex just jumps in, always just in the background, <laughs> yeah. doing the sound. Like 500
0: episodes, I never jump in, but I'm jumping in now.
1: (laughs) Pissed off so much about Pecan Pie that he has to say something.
0: (laughs) Stand up for the voiceless. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, um I'm going to change topic. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to see an acupuncturist on Friday. I'm very excited for that because I'm tired. It feels like my injury has stalled out. My recovery has stalled out. So, and I do love acupuncture. I feel it's quite effective and I find the experience um, enjoyable. Like, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about the needles going in, but once they're in, I really kind of like the, the Zen vibe that flows through me. So, Anyway, so trying out a new acupuncturist recommended by the woman who owns the fitness studio I work out at. Um, Nice. Yeah. Yeah. If if you feel like it's going to work, let me tell you, it probably will work. I think so too. And I felt badly. I had a a little quick phone consult with the acupuncturist yesterday and I said something like, oh, and I really believe in acupuncture. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just like totally diss on her? Because it's not like you would talk to... I don't know your, your brain surgeon be like, well, I really believe in brain surgery. Like there's some debate whether brain surgery works. You know. <laughs> um, so um, anyway, which seems very nice. Are you a acupuncture fan of acupuncture?
1: Uh, no, can't say that I am. I don't like dry needling acupuncture. I don't like stuff being done to me. Oh, um, I'm just a, a fan of time. You oh, know, some, uh-huh. sometimes these injuries take time, Sarah. Yes. And especially back stuff, it doesn't, it never heals quickly enough. So, yeah, yeah. Just stay patient. I know it's hard. You're not pickleballing, right? I did.
0: I have, Sarah. <laughs> Such derision in your voice when you say it. Uh, <gasps> yes. Yes. The past two weekends, I've, pl- um, on uh, subsequent Sundays, I've played three games of, of pickleball.
1: Okay. So, listen, I'm not a coach or anything, but <laughs> I are. think this could be derailing some of your healing. Mm. Uh, you know, I, w- I, w- I would maybe give the pickleball, which I'm convinced is the offender of your injury in the first place, mm. I would maybe give that a rest. Oh. Um, but you know what? This is the perfect time. Of course, we've brought a pickleball again. I'm sure <laughs> to the dismay of all of our listeners, but should we tell them where my idea for the 2024 AMR retreat was?
0: I'm not remembering, so do tell not? me. No. Okay.
1: Wichita, Kansas. Oh, right. Right? right. Because... <laughs> Of the restaurant called the Chicken and Pickle, <laughs> which is a combo—I I, want to say like a fried chicken shack and a pickleball court. Like oh my gosh. the best of both worlds, I'm guessing, uh, in one. And I, I just think Wichita sounds—it's probably really nice in the summer, <laughs> and you can probably bet, get a good group out there.
0: I bet the—I um, bet the courts are inside um so maybe the weather wouldn't matter so we could even do it in winter time but um i've actually never played pickleball indoors that doesn't appeal to me very much it's the being outside yeah um yeah and that's finally what got me to go out go return to pickleball was it was a beautiful sunny day and i'm like i just want to be outside so go for a walk or garden yeah yeah i know Sweep. Uh, oh my gosh i love sweeping Go I look love- for found change. <laughs> yeah, boy, I tell you, it has really cut down. I only found two cents. <laughs> it's to- like a, your revenue stream is gone.
1: <laughs> that 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 line item on your budget, completely gone. I don't know what you were spending your found change on. It's
0: Nothing. no longer. <laughs> yes. Um, although I did have quite the um, find at the, I went and saw Lord in concert with my older oh. daughter on Sunday. And uh, we've, I found, or we found uh, four pennies on the ground. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so- wow. Hey, that's nothing compared to that woman that found that $100 bill. Did you see that? Are I you know. on the Facebook? It was um, on the Facebook.
0: Well, and it was on Instagram. And it was so funny because my younger daughter was sitting, um, I my desk is kind of near our, it's adjacent to our dining room. Our dining room has a window seat. She was sitting in the window seat, scrolling through Instagram. She goes, mom, you found $100? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. Another Sarah, see where in the caption says, Mm -hmm. another Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) So I was at least pleased that she is, you know, uh, scrolling past um, at the mother runner. So yeah. 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 Sometimes the kids will, um, like their friends will comment on stuff um or uh well one of their their the twins my twin's best friend she calls me the mother runner like she doesn't refer oh. to me by my name. She'll be like, "Hey, the mother runner." <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> so anyway, well all right. Well, today's episode is one I've been wanting to do for years and we're going to be talking to two. It was supposed to be three. I'll get into that in a second. Um Uh, Women who are moms of many children. So I decided Mother's Day is the time to finally do this episode. And while we never want to prompt folks to play the comparison game, I figure gals who have, say, two or Liz, like you and me, have three kids apiece, um, you know, that can maybe feel a bit um, like, I don't know what it's like to proverbially walk in these ladies' shoes. Um, And then... uh, as as I indicated, we were supposed to have three, but um, as indi- indicative of the these ladies being pulled in many directions, our first guest, who is the mom of 12 children, oh. had to back out this morning because several of her kids got diagnosed with influenza A, and she said that sh- uh, they have fevers, and she herself was up for a lot of the night tending to them, so she couldn't make the recording work so liz you and i um will be talking to two mother runners with many children after this break please hang with us call me a sweaty purist i only wear synthetic or wool running clothes because i love the way the fibers wick and work yet i hate the sweaty stench they hold on to that's why i was delighted when i discovered sweatx sport detergent about eight years ago sweatx seriously outperforms all other laundry detergents at removing odor and stains especially among the advanced tech fabrics us runners swear by Get this, Swedex works at a molecular level with something called nanovasive technology. Sounds fancy, right? The molecules in the detergent are tiny enough to lift and remove embedded sweat beads and related odors from all types of fabrics by penetrating the pores of fabric to exfoliate what is causing the smell and stains. Swedex also excels at removing all sports stains like mud, grass, clay, dirt, and blood from clothing and equipment using the same technology. Like I said, Sweat-X has been my go-to athletic wear detergent for years, and now there are even more options. In the last six months, they've added two new detergents to their line. Max Odor Defense, with a new refreshing scent, is equipped with more odor and stain fighting power. Think marathon training gear and high school football uniforms. And the new free and clear detergent is for those with sensitive skin or prefer odorless products. Free and Clear is the first detergent nationwide to be certified asthma and allergy friendly by the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. I use it on all our bedding and towels. Try the Sweatex family of detergents today to banish funk and odor. Save 15% off with code AMR15 at Sweatexsport.com. That's 15% off with code AMR15 at SWEATXSport.com. AMR15 at SweatXSport.com. In this episode, a guest with 10 kids tells us that one of the ways she practices self-care is eating breakfast. As she says, if you don't fuel yourself, you can't give out. True, so true. That's why I keep my freezer stocked with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers options right to my door that are delicious, ready in minutes, and keep me energized so I can keep up with my teens. I was an early adopter of Daily Harvest, savoring their frozen smoothies and soups made with organic fruits and vegetables. And I love how the brand has expanded its offerings. Daily Harvest now also offers delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, and more. Everything is always on hand in your freezer and ready to enjoy when you need it. My current favorites are the harvest bowls, making lunch as healthy as it is easy to prepare. My current favorites are Brussels sprouts and tahini with inflammation-reducing turmeric and the beet and wild rice. I also adore crumbles, plant protein crumbles packed with freshly frozen ingredients like French lentils, butternut squash, walnuts, and creminy mushrooms. A quick saute, then I toss them on salads, use them in tacos, and add them to flatbreads. Our whole family gobbles them up. Daily harvest creates food that's both good for my health and the health of the planet. By supporting farmers who invest in practices that increase biodiversity and improving the health of our soil, plus de- delivering foods in recyclable and compostable packaging, Daily Harvest does the work, so all you have to do is eat. Give yourself something delicious and nourishing. Go to dailyharvest.com AMR to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com AMR for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com AMR. Come one, come all to Portland to run the Portland Marathon presented by OHSU Health, happening this year on Sunday, October 2nd. I ran the Portland Marathon a dozen years ago, and this is not the same course. The new course is easily, easily 100 times more scenic, showcasing all our wonderful city has to offer, including four epic bridge crossings over the Willamette River, a downtown start and finish, and a tour through our beautiful neighborhoods and past the city's most iconic landmarks. Friendly Portland residents and rowdy Reed College students will cheer you on. The courses for both the full and the half marathon are fast beautiful and a fantastic way to experience the rose city and how about this the start finish line for both courses is 36 feet above sea level and the maximum course elevation is a mere 178 feet making this year's races extra special it's the 50th anniversary of the portland marathon and amr will have a booth at the expo be part of this major milestone on october 2nd 2022 Register at portlandmarathon.com and use code AMR for $10 off registration. Register today. Hustle to portlandmarathon.com and use code AMR for $10 off registration. Our first mother with a larger than average brood is Huvi Gately, a labor and delivery nurse who lives in Parkland, Florida. Hoovy is the mother of seven kids. We're so glad you could join us. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Huby, all yes. of these kids, what are their
1: ages?
2: Well, they range from three to nineteen. I have three, seven, nine, eleven, fourteen, eighteen, and nineteen.
0: All right, all right. Um, so, what's your athletic background?
2: I actually grew up kind of like a chunky teenager uh, not very active. And then once I became an adult, I started to run. Um, my husband was always a triathlete. And when we met, we just basically like our dates were running together, cycling together, <laughs> swimming. Uh-huh. And then um, I, I got hooked. I just loved racing. I started off with 5Ks, a couple 10Ks, which are kind of hard to find down here in South Florida. It's just so hot. And there's mm-hmm. never like the right season for them to put the 10Ks in. Uh-huh. Um, and then some halves, which are my favorite. Half marathon was always my favorite distance. And I love training for those. And they never made me feel like I couldn't function afterwards. So it mm-hmm. was like a perfect fit race race length for me and my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I did one marathon in San Diego after I had my second and -hmm. I was like determined to get back into running shape. And it it was a, it was a good race, but it was, I really wasn't, I wasn't prepared enough for it. So I don't even like to talk about so much. (laughs) I want to be redeemed one day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So with all those kids, I'm guessing that your treadmill and your running stroller are probably tied as your best running friends. Oh my God. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Tell us, tell us more about that. The running stroller started out to be for sure. My bestest friend. I mean that I had singles, I had doubles. Um, I am a pro at pushing with my right hand, wearing my garment on my left. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, all my kids loved running with me. It was always a treat. We brought snacks, we brought drinks. Once in a blue moon, I would let them bring a tablet, but really it was more about them looking outside at nature. We would always try to find animals. And I I love, 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 loved running with the jogging stroller. And even now my three-year-old, we still go occasionally, you know, twice a week, I probably push him in it. My treadmill, definitely. Um, especially with COVID about two years ago, we had to buy one when the gyms closed, because at first I was able to get out, you know, four 30 in the morning and I would go down the street to the gym and I would get my run in and then I would come home and do everything. But with COVID, everything was closed. So we ended up purchasing a, like a, a rehabbed commercial treadmill, put it in our very, very hot garage. <laughs> and I mean, in infl- literally it was like hundred degrees. So my husband went out and got a little portable air conditioner and set it up for me in there. So uh it was it's my best friend. I love my treadmill and and also, like I call her Millie. And, <laughs> and- Even my son, like he'll sit next to me on a chair and he'll play or he'll watch or he'll, you know, do something while I can run. So when he's home with me, which it's new right now that he's not, this is his third day of being in a school. And that's only because I started working and we really needed him to start. Otherwise, I usually started my kids at four. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, he was home and he would just, he liked it. It was time for him. He usually got an ice cream sandwich and I did my run and everyone was happy. (laughs) So do you have any favorite treadmill workouts? I I tried, I tried to use some of the workouts from Peloton and and all those. I don't really like having someone in my ear. I Mm -hmm. like, I like running. I like either watching something on Netflix. It's really my chill time. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at motivating myself. If I am doing a workout, I'll, you know, do some kind of fartlek or, or intervals while I'm watching, but I don't like somebody yelling at me. It's, it's me time. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, I will admit that I, uh, perused your Instagram account. And uh, um, so you indicated in one Instagram post that your family kind of breaks down between your three bigs and your four littles. Yeah. So do you feel that one age group is more challenging to manage workouts around?
2: Uh, Definitely the littles would be more challenging. Um, The bigger ones are very self-sufficient. I really don't have to do much tending anymore. And actually my oldest loves to run. So she, she does her own workouts and they're teenagers. So when they do, they work out in the afternoon, but they're so helpful. Like if they're home, they'll watch the kids for me so I can get a run in. Mm-hmm. Um, the youngers, I always have to make sure everything is settled before I get my run in. Or uh, if I take Liam, my youngest in the stroller, I have to make sure the others are, you know, being watched at home. Mm-hmm. So it's always about finding that perfect time slot. And sometimes, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen and it's hard. And then maybe I'll run at night, which I have done. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to muster up the strength at the end of a long day, but I always feel good when I'm, when I'm finished, but I'm definitely a a morning runner and I, I'd rather get it done in the morning if I can. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So you mentioned you just recently threw working back into the mix and you work 12 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you do it all? how do you oh juggle gosh. all of those things?
2: Oh, it's still like a huge learning curve. Um, yes, it's the 12 hour shifts with which are really about 13 hours. I leave the house at like six 20 and I'm not home until like a quarter to eight. And what I'm finding is that those days I am not getting a run in, mm-hmm. um, So, but because, you know, nursing, the full-time schedule is three days a week, you still have four other days. (laughs) So I'm figuring out that those are going to be my running days so far, because I am actually going to be transitioning to night shift after I'm finished orienting. So Uh it all's going to change again. So I'm kind of not settling into this yet. And I'm just winging it. <laughs> so the other four days I'm trying like this morning, I'm, uh, today I'm not working. So this morning I got my run in, I got a shower all while Liam is at school and the kids are at school. And um, tomorrow I'm out again, but it's only a half day because I'm also in like a residency program. So it's a fourth day, but it's a shorter day. So I'm going to be able to run a short, fast run. So it's, it's learning how to, how to juggle, but also how to roll with the punches. And if a run is not going to happen, or if it's going to be shorter, I'll turn it into a speed. You know, if it's, if I have more time, I'll turn it into like, you know, a threshold or something like that. It's about rolling with the punches. My whole life is about rolling with the punches. (laughs) So I would imagine, and this
1: is especially if your kids are involved in sports and activities, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of clutter and things, um, how, do, how do you manage that with the kids?
2: So you mean like clutter, like physical things in the house?
1: You know, trinkets and shoes oh, yeah. and socks oh, and God.
2: backpacks. Oh, so I am thankful. My kids are, they're not disorganized. They like to prepare their clothes the night before. I don't have to tell them to do that. They prepare wow. their clothes the night before. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we make lunches the night before I make lunches or sometimes they offer to help. Um, there is stuff all over the place. There is stuff for sure. Like I, I call myself a tornado when I take 30 minutes and I literally tornado around the house and I pick everything up and I put it where it needs to go. And, and I know people will say, tell the kids to do it. It's their stuff. You know what, I get it, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna pick my battles. And if I want my house to be the way I want it to look, I'm just gonna take 30 minutes and it's gonna look the way I want it to look instead of having an argument with each child or husband, because he is, you know, not, not guilty in that area. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So
0: laundry, I can only imagine how much laundry, uh, your family generates. I mean, you, you live in Florida, so I imagine yeah. there's a lot of sweat. There's, um, I yes. don't know, there's, there's a lot of dirt with kids playing outside and stuff like that. So do you have any laundry tips to share with us mere mortals? And then is (laughs) is it ridiculous for me to ask you separate out your workout wear from the family laundry or does it all just go into one, you know, just get thrown in? It's
2: (laughs) all one. Okay. The only thing I separate are the whites. I do do separating whites and darks for sure. Um, It's a mountain. It is a mountain. (laughs) And then when you have to throw in linens once a week, forget Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But um, I do like to do it all in like the one day, like I'll wash, dry, fold, put away. I don't like it hanging out. So it's a job, but then it's done. I don't like <laughs> having a big pile of wrinkled, clean laundry. Like it, to me, that's just like, what's the point? <laughs> so I, I am organized in that fashion. I, the, we have the kids have a hamper, like each kid has a hamper in their room and then, you know, if they're heavy for the little kids. So I have to bring them down. The bigger girls can bring down their hampers and the laundry is downstairs. And I just like go at it. And then now that I'm at work, (laughs) I had to figure out the day that that was going to be the big laundry day. And I could throw in a load here and there and just wash, dry, fold and put it away. But like the big, you know, 10 loads, it's got to be on a day that I'm home. And then I can be on top of it because I don't want anything sitting in either the washer or the dryer for too long. But yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, it's You know, my son also plays um, tennis. He's a nationally ranked tennis player in the 11-year-old 12 and under range. So he's also always just one big ball of mess and dirt. So there's lots of laundry just from him alone. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, So
1: last year on your Instagram account, you posted four rules of summer. Uh, tell us a little more about these, and, and I'm curious about this because half the rules had to do with the food or the kitchen, which is, you know, as, as a mom, that's the constant battle is getting them out of the kitchen and stop eating the food all the time. Uh, so talk yeah. about your rules.
2: Oh, that is, yes. It, it well, and it extended outward into the, the the whole COVID era where everyone was home, you know, because mm-hmm. at one point everyone was home and it was like, uh, it was the kitchen was a revolving door. I was losing my mind running from one computer to the next, from one Zoom meeting to the next. And I realized I needed to have order. And then the summer came and I said, okay, that's it. The kitchen is going to have like, there's going to be a breakfast time, a lunch time, a dinner time. You can grab one snack in between each meal it is not open for business the whole day. It, it can't be because it can't, it just can't be. It was, it was the mess that it created and, and the, the frustration. And, you know, I said, it has to be just like you're in school. There's a, there's a meal time. There's a snack time. There has to be some order. So mm-hmm. that was like a big summer rule that became implemented. And I still fall back on it on, you know, the weekends and when everyone's home, no, you can't just, you can't just have lunch, you know, at 11 o'clock. And then the next person sort of, you know, walk into the kitchen, like at one like, Hey, where's my sandwich? I'll be like, sorry, you missed it. <laughs> There's no lunch for you. You can have a snack, you know, whatever. No, I'm not, I'm not like a crazy like that. Like, obviously if my kid is hungry, I'll give them something to eat, but it's, I'm not making, I never cook more than one meal. If they don't like dinner, tough, find something in there that you'll eat. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you can have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm not making different dinners for everybody. Thank God I'm very blessed and we don't have major allergies. It's not like I have to cook differently for everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty good at not like, you know, being super picky. Like sometimes I get, you know, some pickier ones, but um, I digress. So (laughs) I'm trying to remember some of the other major rules that I had. Um, um they are I can look it up it's yeah. um uh
0: rules for summer kitchen not open all day if you say you're bored you get a chore oh yeah I, I kind of like it rhymes almost um yes. eat what is offered or wait till next offering
2: yes.
0: <laughs> offering um for cleanup after yourself Always and always is underlined.
2: Yes. Okay. So the, so the two food ones we kind of talked about Mm -hmm. and then the, if you're bored, oh gosh, does that bother me? Like, like Mm -hmm. I said before, I work like I'm a tornado. I'll go Mm -hmm. around. You're going to tell me you're bored when there's like a little trinket on the floor that you've stepped over 15 times. Uh -uh. (laughs) If you tell me you're bored, you get a chore. Uh whether it's, you know, you know, just putting the shoes on the shoe rack in the front hall or putting the backpacks where they need to go by the front door or, you know, something as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me you're bored. You will get a chore. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. the last one, um, was to always clean up after yourself. It makes such a difference. And they really did see it. Actually, it's going to remind me to sort of like re-implement it because,
3: Mm-hmm. It
2: could, things get piled up. You know, if you would just yeah. take that one extra 10 seconds and clean up after yourself, it makes all the difference to the whole entire family. So I mm-hmm. am. Thank you for reminding me about that actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, uh, hearing you talk about the the kitchen and the meals and all that stuff. I have mentioned a friend of mine whose name is Mary on this show a couple of times and she is one of 13 and, um, she grew up in Princeton, New Jersey and that she, um, told she was over for dinner at my parents house one time and she and she was a grown-up when i knew she was an adult when i was friends with her and um she was she would regale us with stories and she said that her family during the summer ultimately just took to locking the kitchen after Ah. breakfast and so so that the kids would have to get in eat breakfast by a certain time and then have made themselves lunch because it would not be reopened until dinner time (laughs) and so, so then um mary's family belonged to like the community pool and she saw her brother um, eating a Milano cookie at mm. the pool. And I was like, and she said, well, Tom, where did you get that? And he's like, said, like some family, like, oh, they gave it to me because I could do some, some uh, chin-ups. And so Mary like rushes over and is like, <laughs> if I do chin-ups, will you give me a cookie too? <laughs> mm.
2: oh my gosh
0: so um so that might be taking it a little far yeah maybe (laughs) well
2: I can't lock my kitchen we have like an open concept situation so it wouldn't be an option but I could stand there with my hands across my chest and sort of be like nope
0: (laughs) yeah police tape maybe yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs)
2: um so um
0: again from your Instagram account it looks like your family keeps kosher um yes does does that ever present unique challenges as an athlete
2: Actually, not really. Um, there are so many options. You can go on Amazon. There's tons of protein powders, shakes, mm-hmm. bars that are kosher. There. Actually, if you would look in your pantry right now, you would probably see that most of the items are kosher. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little like a little symbol on the foods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That have a little U with an O around it or a Mm K with a star. And there's, there's Mm -hmm. a bunch, there's a bunch. Mm -hmm. So most things are kosher, you know, we don't mix meat and milk and we don't, you know, so I, I, I don't even know what that would be in terms of sports, but, um, Mm -hmm. it's really not, not so challenging. Gatorade is kosher. Powerade is kosher, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't really find like it's that, um, challenging at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Hmm. I have to say that growing up on the East Coast, I was um would always notice more kosher food things oh. food marked kosher. Out here yeah. in Oregon, I just don't see it as much.
2: Interesting. Um,
0: yeah, so I don't know if that's like local distributor. I just remember like always that it would be like all the sodas would get marked kosher around yeah. Passover. And I'm yeah. like oh yeah, I was really worried whether my Diet Coke was kosher. I, I assumed it
2: would be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Diet Coke is pretty universally kosher, I think, even yeah. if you don't see a symbol on it, pretty much. Yes. And most chocolate, uh-huh. actually, is kosher. Yeah, uh-huh. it's pretty good to know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Important to know. Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: So in honor of Mother's Day, we are going to ask our guest: uh, how does your family celebrate Mother's Day? Do they do anything special for you or is it just another day as a mom?
2: Well, they usually all... Well, the little kids for sure make stuff at school. So they always come home with some kind of like homemade flower or card or, you know, perfume bottle or something like that that they make in in school. Definitely my first grader, maybe even my third grader will have that this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But they all make me a card or buy me a card, which is nice. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I get like flowers or balloons. And usually we have like dinner or, Um, we used to have my husband's mom and my mom come also my husband's mom passed this year. So actually it might be a little different. I'm just Mm -hmm. noting that in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to take that note, but, um, this year I'm actually working on mother's day. They put me on, I know they put me on (laughs) Sunday and I'm like, Oh gosh, but I'm off Monday. And I told my kids that right away. I said, but I'm off Monday. So we can like still celebrate. And then I thought, you know, we live really close to the hospital. Maybe they could come by when I have lunch and, you know, we can just share 30 minutes together. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's definitely strange, but I get to be helping other moms or women become mothers for the first time. And I thought that was actually really made me emotional. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah, I saw that you
0: just got to be at your first delivery recently. Yes. What, what was Yesterday. that like? Oh
2: yeah, oh, it was it was unreal. It was spiritual. It was beautiful and like I I was mentioning to you earlier or or on my email that I, all my kids were born in Mm C-section. And so I never birthed a baby that way. And to see a woman bring a baby into the world, working so hard and just, I can't even explain, like, I I actually started to cry and I I apologized to the doctor and to the nurses. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I hope this is not unprofessional. They were like, no, no, it's fine. I could Mm. not get over my feeling of overwhelm. Mm. It was absolutely beautiful. Mm. It was unreal. And I I can't wait that this is, this is my career. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, that's wonderful to have to found your passion like that. That's great. Yes. Yes. Well, Happy Mother's Day on uh, Sunday and Monday for you, you. <laughs> me, you, and and thanks so much for joining us. And I, I feel a little guilty about taking some of your free time with you, you know, your so oh, being no, off not to at school. All. This is so. so
2: fun. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Take care. Thank you so much, you guys. Take care. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank bye. you. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Our next guest is one of our brand ambassadors, Lorinda Donaldson, who lives in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Lorinda is a triathlete and a runner. She's the mom of 10 children, seven biologically related to her and three adopted. Pre-kids, Lorinda worked in investment and commercial banking, and now she's a full-time homemaker. Welcome, Lorinda. We're
3: delighted to be chatting with you. Thrilled to be here. Thank you
0: so i was telling hoovi about my friend mary who was one of 13 and i remember after mary uh, went home i uh, said to my mom i'm like mom can you imagine having 13 kids and she didn't miss a beat she said yes but i can't remember can't imagine remembering all their names um So so true so so i'm not going to have you recite all your kids names although i would ultimately be curious of that but um tell us the age range of your kiddos the
3: oldest is 28 and the youngest is 10.
0: Wow. All right.
1: So, uh, Lorinda, what is your athletic background?
3: Yeah, I'm a pretty traditional story. I, uh, I did running as a cross training for tennis, which was my primary sport. Hmm. I played that in high school, college, and then even post-college, I did some USTA. Wow. But the running was just sort of to stay in shape. Um, and then I kind of got a bug for some endurance things. So I did a couple biathlons with my hubby. Uh, I did the Cordelopet cross country skiing in northern Wisconsin um, and a couple of marathon relays. Mm. And then, okay, here's the big deal during children, I literally did hardly anything. So mm. raising like from for 15 years, I ran a tiny bit on the treadmill, walked a bit, but really wasn't until after the birth of the last child that. Uh, my husband, <laughs> he recommended I run to the park and back, and I think that was for <laughs> me calming down, and um, I couldn't do it, and it's, we're talking quarter mile, Wow. and yeah, and um, since then, I have actually just took a total bug to it, and I've run lots of 5Ks, uh, 10, mar- 10 milers, half marathons, 2019, I did my first marathon under an AMR training program, mm-hmm. Seven years ago, I took up triathlon, and about six years ago, I took up weight training. And I do yoga once a week, and now I'm just totally hooked. Wow! Wow! So, what drew you to triathlon? And I'm asking because I know you've
1: you've participated in our uh, triathlon training programs. Uh, what what
3: what drew you to taking on even more? Because I would imagine with all those kids, one sport is hard enough to find the time to fit in. Well, Minnesota, we have all these lakes. So that's so much fun. And I think it was just, I fell into a group of people who were triathletes. So just, that was the local people. My husband's always been a pretty big cyclist. And so the, we called them biathlons way back in the day, but um, they were run bike. And then the swimming was still my hardest thing. I'm an adult onset swimmer. So looking forward to some coaching on that, but um, had access to a pool in a great community center and. So just jumped into all three, but I've, I've really only done, uh, sprints and one Olympic. So it's not my strongest thing, but I love the diversity. Yeah.
0: And you're not allowed to use the word just. Have you learned nothing from Dimity? Uh, I know. Actually, I just read that
3: on Dimity's newsletter. Yep. Yeah, Can't yeah, say just.
0: Exactly, right. Exactly. We're yep. going to dock you for that one. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that.
3: <laughs>
0: so uh, such adorable photos you sent of you and your husband doing triathlon. It looks like maybe even did one as a team or because um, in one you had yeah. didn't one of you have one on you had one on your arm and he had two on his arm. So yeah, you know, can you kind of talk about um, what's what? that's like, and is that your only alone time with your husband?
3: Uh Oh, no, we actually really prioritize. I'll just, I'll answer that second question. First, we Uh prioritize with as big of a family as we have. We really prioritize our marriage, which is Mm. crucial to the health of the family. Mm. But, um, no, we, we do train together. He's faster in both areas than I am. So we go on our long rides together. Um, I can't keep up with him running, but he's definitely my number one encourager. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we do. So fun little things like, um, training sprints will, we will cycle up to Lake Minnetonka, um, swim in the lake together, run our trails and then cycle home. And those I can kind of stick with him on because we use our mountain bikes, but, mm-hmm. um, no, we, we, he's, it's really great. The reason we had the one and two on those pictures is because, Uh, He is a cancer survivor currently. Mm -hmm. And um, so we got the number one and two bibs. Mm -hmm. So he really got the one and I got the two just because I'm his partner.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, okay. So then you did not exercise when you, you know, had the, had the kids when they were truly younger kids. I mean, do you, given how much you love exercising now, do you regret not trying to shoehorn it Hmm. in there
3: or? You know, I did exercise. I just didn't have it drive me. I, mm. I couldn't have um, competing priorities. So mm. the mm-hmm. in that season, the number one priority really was relationships, you know, growing the family, building the next generation to make a difference in the world. And um, so I was okay putting that on the back burner. And mm. I watched some of these young moms trying to do it all. And I, I just, I believe that there's seasons. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you can if you keep it all in the kind of the right tension and balance Mm -hmm. but I couldn't. So it was okay for me to take walks. You know, I, I mean, my word, the walks, you know, the toys, throwing out the kids, (laughs) you know, spitting up, having to nurse, stop, change diapers. It was just hard to get a decent workout. So we did actually buy a treadmill and that was um, super helpful. I know pack and place that up around you kids interrupting Mm -hmm. Yeah. No binge watching any Netflix here. It was just like managing the chaos. So along those
1: same lines, do you have any, any tricks that you can share with us for getting in workouts with younger kids?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I watch you guys with younger kids and just I'm in awe. I mean, even now because I homeschool, so I'm kind of on, Mm. um, I, my workouts are five to 7.00 AM five 30 to seven 30. Mm-hmm. um, always before they're awake. And I guess I'm thinking when they were newborns and such, and they're so sporadic, mm-hmm. it would have been virtually impossible other than throwing them in the stroller and mm-hmm. doing it during the day. But when you have multiples, you know, you're talking triple strollers, I guess the other thought Liz is, you know, trading off with friends and cause yeah. you really, if you're really training you and how ha- it's very hard to stay focused on intervals, Hills splits, all that stuff, as you're managing sippy cups, getting thrown out of the, you know, (laughs) behind or whatever. (laughs) So, you know, I I think to be a performance athlete, you really need to be able to run on your own. Mm -hmm. You know that.
1: Yeah. 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 And I, and I agree. I think we um, we often don't talk about how much our friends and community are helpful in, in just making our lives happen, you know, with carpools and, Hey, kids are coming over to your house today. And then they'll come over to my house, you know, the next day and that that free, I call it like the, 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 the underground free childcare society.
3: There is, we could not have done anything that we've done without the huge support network behind us. I mean, in so many ways, athletics and everything else, just, Uh it takes a village really does.
0: Uh Do you have family near who live nearby or.
3: Okay. So I have a sister who lives in my neighborhood.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. How many children does your sister have?
3: Yeah. Amazing. But not even just family. We have people who took our kids, you know, we traveled internationally to go adopt. We have people taking our, I mean, like Liz said, even I'm thinking of you, Sarah, with dance, we have two girls in dance and they seem to be dancing every second of the day. And (laughs) so we have people who are actually just literally driving our kids. One of them can drive, the other one's just about to, and they will Every week, every day, pick, be picking them up. And like, we do no reciprocity. Oh. So, I mean, they're just serving us. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, we would if we could, but uh-huh. to make this work, lots of support. Yeah, yeah.
0: I have to ask, what What does um, a family with 10 children, what What vehicles do you have?
3: So, we have a 12-passenger van. Uh-huh. We've had it for 18 years. Ooh, a but it only has like a hundred. No, it only has about one hundred and fifty thousand because we don't mm. drive it that far. Mm. We do have the other cars, which are the CRV, Solera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we've. Con- I had. I hate to say, but we've crashed a few cars here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Were,
0: were you distracted a little bit?
3: <laughs> well, I didn't do it. Teenagers.
0: Oh! Oh! Totaling! Oh! Totally! Oh, oh.
3: Yeah, scary stuff.
0: Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Not
3: too hard to do though in Minnesota. I mean, yeah. really with all the-, the ice and such. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. I can stop worrying at least about that fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Lorinda, does it ever make you feel extra badass because you train and race and you have 10 kids and you homeschool, which I now just <laughs> learned, um, like you basically have way more quote unquote excuses to be under trained than a lot of us do.
3: Hmm. Well, we all have 24 hours, right? Yes. So, I mean, a lot of the AMR community works. And so they're just as taxed as I am. And so I don't work outside the home. And so I have some more flexibility, but does it make Mm -hmm. me feel more badass? I don't think so. I just think everyone's making a difference in the world. And I love you do it where you're called and planted. So Mm -hmm. we just happen to be called to the next generation and a multi-ethnic family and um, it's rewarding. That's what I'll say. It's rewarding. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So let's take a more awkward turn here. Uh, so after carrying, you know, more than a half dozen pregnancies to term, let's talk about any pelvic floor issues that you might have. You know, especially as a runner, is there leakage? Do
3: things just not work the same way they used to? That you know, this goes back to what Sarah asked about. You know, re- having regrets during the time of not exercising. And I think the fact that I didn't do a lot of stuff after births uh, mm-hmm. and just walked that it saved my pelvic floor mm-hmm. or uh, sheer luck. But I was, I've had really quite a easy thing in the uh, experience in that area. Interestingly, my husband's um, struggle with prostate cancer over the last year and a half and he's having more problems than I am. So he's Mm. getting a kick out of some of our AMR (laughs) TMI conversations about, you know, leakage and dark pants. And um, we've learned a lot, but no, I really don't Liz. And I'm so fortunate.
1: Uh All right. So what about your abdominal wall? You know, I myself have a a pretty significant diastasis recti.
3: Um, What about you? How's, how's that abdominal wall doing? It's absolutely fine. And again, I've learned a ton. So I just think some people can carry that term better. And my, my pregnancies were, uh, two years apart Mm. in general Mm -hmm. and it's been just fine. So I think if I'd had hard experiences, C-sections, V-backs, scary stuff, Mm -hmm. it might've made me more hesitant, but every birth was quite easy. In fact, I have a daughter right now who's pregnant and expecting in August.
0: Oh, Yeah. So excited.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. um, She says, Mom, if they're all this easy, wow. And I was like, well, not everybody has that, but Uh she does. Yeah, she's had a really quite easy pregnancy. So I think it might just be the luck of the draw. And I am very fortunate.
0: Wow. Wow. All right. So so let's get down to some more uh, nitty gritty family stuff about household management, things like that. So what do you find to be the keys to staying organized? I have to say, I looked at your um, purchase history from the Mother Runner store and it looks like you're a big fan of stickers. So uh, so, so, do you use sticker charts for your family or just for your workouts or?
3: Yeah, um, very significant spreadsheets on Excel. And I'm serious. <laughs> and we print them all out in all colors, different column for kids. And I guess I want to back up Sarah and say, About 15 years ago, my husband and I laid out uh, kind of a vision statement. So think like your businesses, you both run businesses, Mm. Mm -hmm. like what are the big objectives? What are the big values? And laid those out. And that really helps set what we were going to prioritize as a family. Mm. And then we do meet annually to kind of say, what's the goal for this year? You know, How are we doing in the areas of arts and education and travel, um, serving people? And then we actually meet weekly to say, how is all this going to fit in? Who's driving, doing what driving? Can we add stuff? And so that's kind of big picture, like think management goals. And then under that falls all the actual execution. So um, the spreadsheets would include like a daily chore for each child. So I don't have to keep track of it. Mm -hmm. And although I do ask, have you done it? And then I have meal helpers. We have, you know, elaborate spreadsheets on shopping. I have a master sh- shopping list for Costco, Aldi, Trader Joe's, mm. um, you know, other stores. And we buy stuff commercially. So I have bulk stuff. And so we, everybody kind of has a domain and, and it runs like a smooth machine now. Wow. Not when they were little, but now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, am in, I am in awe. I Well, mean-
3: don't be, it's, it's been what, 28 years.
0: Yeah. But also that, but about being that focused with you and your husband sitting down and, and, you know, making those, having that conversation, not let alone making that decision, Mm -hmm. but having that conversation and then implementing it and staying true to that with the, with the the annual, you know, like, that'd be like one thing and be like, oh yeah, where do we, we printed that out. Where is it? You know, Like, um, wow. Wow. Yeah.
3: That was really helpful. And I'd recommend that to almost anybody who's kind of have goals, dreams, I mean, because, you know, you don't, we're not in the era where we have 10 kids passively, it was active Mm -hmm. and chosen. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And um, so if you're going to have that as a vision and a goal, then what are you going to do with it? And why, you know, and that really was helpful. And I have to say, it was born out of a panic on my part, like, I'm totally overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. What are we going to prioritize here in, you know, education, or because we, you know, we love all things. And, we just have to make sure it fits in that, or sometimes it has to go out and you're like, oh, that's hard, but it's better when you know, like the long-term goal.
0: But I also, th- you, you know, it's certainly, it's, it's even more paramount, I would think with a larger family, but you know, that could apply to, pe- to people who have, you know, one, two, three children, you know, just a couple pets. I mean, you know, having- Totally
3: agree. Totally. Know? In fact, I think, I was hoping that might be helpful for some people listening that, just to sit back and dream big and say, what do I want to accomplish mm-hmm. and why? And then it helps really kind of hone in what's important. So for another one in our values is health and nutrition. So we probably spend more time than the average family on shopping, cooking, prepping, and a- athletics. And um, we can pr- can put that in there because it's a- one of our core values. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So- I want to share another anecdote from a, um, a woman who used to be a brand ambassador for us. And um, it was a photo. Her name was Katie. And uh, Katie, I remember, I forget how much, I think she um, also had 10 children. And um, there was a picture of her two-year-old son sitting on the kitchen floor. I think he had a plate. He might not have. Ah. And he was making his own peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. on the floor, like... Yeah. You know, th- there was definitely peanut butter on the kid on the floor. <laughs> I love it. But, but you know, he was doing it, and yeah. and um, I just think um, that families, the more kids they have, it seems like the kids are more taught to be more self reliant.
3: Yeah, Uh-oh. good point. So yeah, um, I have a motto that don't do a job a child can do, oh. <laughs> and that is really teaching. But it takes time. You got to teach them how to do it, and you have to be willing to be you know patient and messy. So I have my kids in the kitchen from a young age and they all love to cook now. In fact, I have some foodies that have like far surpassed me, which is mm. kind of fun to learn from, but yeah, we do include them in pretty much everything that they can do um, inside and outside the house. And I guess there's a couple keys to that. One is making it fun. So, you know, if they're alongside you, the music can be on, you know, you're talking to them, you're engaged, you're not distracted. And then, you know, rewarding them, but yeah, young ages. And then um, another is we often pair the older kids up with the younger kids. So mm. uh, <laughs> this one's a banal task, but um, the older kids will teach the younger ones how to fold laundry, which they're thrilled to do. Cause then the younger ones get to do it mm. and <laughs> the older ones don't have to anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, partnering them up is helpful. And then just making it uh, just a pleasant experience versus that, you know, I think the word chore like Mm -hmm. I call mine the chore chart, but I don't like that word. Mm. You know, like if I could figure out a better one, like task or Mm -hmm. I don't know, domestic domain or something, (laughs) but um, yeah, they, and, and they, I mean, they go off to college so equipped Mm -hmm. and ready to really roll. They also, you know, are master planners because I've taught them how to live with planners and, um, you know, do long-term master planning. And so Mm. that's, I think it's, I think there's been a blessing in that,
0: and you don't get pushback from that. I mean, like you know, here I am. I'm like, hey, how many times have I said, <laughs> "Can you put put your dishes in the dishwasher?" And yet, still, I am greeted,
2: you know, every <laughs> yeah. morning
0: by the the you know late night meal dishes in the, yeah. in the sink.
3: It, well, the we had that is, too. You know,
0: that's a <laughs> little bit of a win too. You know, I'm mean, otherwise it's just laying around.
3: I'm with you. Um, so you know, we we had a four kids spread out one, two, three, four. And then we had a big whole bunch and they're and those, those big whole bunch toddler infants are now teenagers. Mm. So imagine a house full of teenagers. <laughs> uh, so we do have some of the attitude and some of the pushback, but in general, they've watched their older siblings kind of do it with contentment, but no, I've, I've got dishes and I heard a little bit of the previous guest, but, um, we tend not to allow the kitchen to stay open all the time. That's just one Mm -hmm. thing. If it's open all the time, it's open all the time. Like anybody could be in it. So it's, we have little (laughs) windows and and they kind of earn the right to start having those late night snacks. And I, your kids are probably there already, but our younger ones can't do that. And then the older ones, if they don't, it's, it's just sort of harping on them, which is not fun. I mean, I do feel like a nag, I have to admit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the other funny thing is the young, the other kids come in and do the kitchen in the morning and they get on each other. Mm -hmm. So that's the, (laughs) the morning crew was like (laughs) nagging the nighttime crew, not me. (laughs) That's good. So do you have any other
1: tips for managing? And and I asked the last guest this and everyone's going to think I'm a kind of a neat freak, but um, managing, managing clutter you know, managing
3: all the the stuff that all of these kids need on a daily basis? Yes, that's a good question, Liz. Um, I used to, before every meal, have a cleanup time, and they were motivated. So let's say it's dinner at six, and we're not all going crazy at different activities. So that's another key is not to be going too crazy with activities at young ages. But um, let's say it's five o'clock. I'll say you know it's five o'clock short five five o'clock cleanup time. And sometimes Liz, it would take us a full hour to clean up the house until we ate at oh. six. Now it's like, hey, everybody, pick up ten things before we come to the table. Mm. And ten times seven, or however how many in their house, we got seventy things put away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say before every meal, just to have a cleanup time. Mm. Uh, yeah. And it's really simple or, you know, you, you guys each clean one room and well, that or it's pick up one room. Um, But I also like the idea of, you know, clean up behind yourself, although that's hard for littles. I mean, that's, they don't know what cleanup looks like. So (laughs) another tip would be, you know, do it with them Mm -hmm. and side by side until they get it. And then, you know, for them, the reward is lunch or dinner or whatever. Being homeschooling, we eat most of our meals together. So I'm kind of in control of that.
0: Mm So, so on the internet, I found a list of six tips for raising a large family. And, hmm. and number six was don't neglect yourself. So I get the sense that you follow that advice. Um, but could you confirm or deny that? And, and then if so, you know, um, elaborate a bit.
3: Yeah. Uh, I actually read this quote today that I thought was just brilliant. Do it because your kids love a mother they can brag about. Oh, nice. So what is the do it for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be run a triathlon, um, run a marathon, uh, become, become um, read books, whatever your thing is, um, your kids will take worth in that. So that that seems important. But more than that, just like anything, if you don't fuel yourself, you can't give out. Uh so i'm the classic if i feed myself first every morning then i have so much more to give to my kids Uh so i completely agree that you have to invest in yourself and your your mental health and your physical health but i also think you need to invest in your marriage or whoever's helping run your family Uh and have that really healthy because that trickles down so much Uh Uh yeah yeah
1: So we asked to uh, if there was anything special for your family that, that they do for you on mother's day. Mm,
3: That's so sweet. So one of our core values is relationships and investing in people, um, and uh, affirming people. So at their birthdays, we always, instead of like lauding somebody when they die, you laud them when they're alive. Mm. And so on birthdays, we stop and tell people what um, we appreciate about them. And then we just spend time together. So mother's day is kind of a back at me, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. So the kids um, and my husband uh, cook a meal, which is a love language for me to enjoy something tasty and healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, we spend time together. Uh, they often buy gifts because they're all old enough to do that, most of them anyway. Um, and then in Minnesota, mother's day is like the first day you can literally put flowers outside because it's been (laughs) freezing here. I mean, I'm not kidding ladies. It had just finally got to 50 yesterday. So yeah, mother's day is my day when I sometimes just head outside and they give me a little bit of me time to do some flowers and beautifying. And, um, and then I too have my mom alive, which is fantastic. And she's just moved, um, into assisted living. So I'm looking forward to actually making much of her and her amazing life that has trickled down to all of her grandchildren.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And hearing you say all that, I want to say on air, thank you for sending the
3: condolence card after my mother passed. Mm -hmm.
0: It was a very uh, sweet gesture and and your message was very nice. So thank you very
3: much. It's clear she was um, instrumental in making you the woman you are and my mom's the same. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Well, and it sounds like you are raising wonderful children, Lorinda. So happy, Mm. happy Mother's Day, and and thank you for sharing with us today.
3: Hey, my pleasure, and thank. uh, Happy Mother's Day to both of you, women. Thank you.
0: Yeah.
3: Thank you. I don't know about you. I'm going to hire Lorinda as my life coach. Oh
0: my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Like, like wow! I (laughs) mean. and I'm like oh oh yeah she's like well you two run a business you have a vision it's like oh yeah no 12 years in Dim and I are still working on our mission statement so (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh wow our podcast today was produced in Portland Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures who loves a good pecan pie um many happy miles and happy Mother's Day